put the right people in the right slots because Correct. there's a lot of companies that are quick to just say we need to fill seat 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 and then they wonder why it's failed well you've got the wrong person there they're much better performing in that area there they're not a number they're a person that's got education behind them so why not put them where they need to be you won't put a gerbil in a horse race who use a horse to do the race <laughs> you see where I'm coming from but there's so, I, I think it's laziness within management that it's very lazy rather than... that's, that's why that's why a, a good manager a good leader can visualize that that is part of yeah. that, that leadership have that vision <laughs> be a leader again a manager can be anybody but a good leader not everybody's a good leader this podcast isn't to be used to act as a substitute for mental health counselling and I am not a therapist in any way, shape or form. I'm just here giving you ways in which I dealt with my mental health. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Still Worth The Journey and today's episode is an amazing episode really because we spoke to Jose back. Um, what, what episode was it Jose? Was it like 28 or something like that? Um, and it's on the Audible one. So if you go onto Spotify right now, you can listen to the previous episode where we had Jose come on, tell his fantastic story. I'll get Jose to give a quick recap of what his story was because it's quite a major one. Um, but yeah, Jose is back. Jose, thank you for joining me again on Still Worth the Journey. Back then it was my life, my journey. But yeah, we've changed we've changed all that and the name's now Still Worth the Journey. Like I just explained, it's no longer my life, my journey. It's everybody listening everybody's got a story to tell when it's their journey and where you are today from where you were <laughs> it's great. massive yeah that's great because it is it, we were talking uh it's showing not only what went to the person but the way they decided to transcend so that is the the way that people will see the positive side of that. Anything that you go in your life, if you decided to overcome it and transcend, it's going to be to inspire others. They can do it. So exactly. very short and sweet, because if you want to go to detail, you can go to the audio. But I was a 35 years oil and gas guy that in 2017, uh, I'm Venezuelan born, but I was working here in Houston in the, in an American company called Cinco Petroleum, a petroleum company. And I was called for a last minute call in Caracas, the, the headquarters of Cinco Petroleum at PDVSA, the state oil company. And there, it became to be a settlement because uh, they were having a lot of issues between the Trump administration and the, and the regime, they're still in their place. And long story short, we get caught as political pawn in the situation. We were accused of treason, espionage, uh, um, corruption, a lot of things, and and, and the negotiation uh, between the U.S. government and the Venezuelan government among us lasted five years. So I came back in October last year through a prisoner swap. So a, through a prisoner yeah. swap that happened in a Caribbean island called San Vincent. And, and in October 1st, 2022, 13 months ago, I came back. So that that's the short story that if somebody wants to go or more detail, they can go to the, the the audio we did before. Exactly, and they'll find out that even President Biden got involved, didn't he, to, to try oh, yeah, and help yeah. you guys at out. The end, but at the end, who, who, who brought up was Biden, because we were there, as I said, in 2017, Biden came to, to, to office in, in 2020, and 
we were uh, like in that middle of that negotiation when there was that change of the government. The good news is that the negotiator, because there, there is an American negotiator for the hostage all over the world. There's a special office called the Special Presidential Office for Hostage Affairs. That guy, he was appointed by Trump and was ratified by Biden. His name is Ambassador Roger Carson. So for our, for our families, was a big deal because he already had some leverage. And wh what Biden did is that he changed the policy because that, that the way the Trump administration was uh, 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 dealing with a Venezuelan government was like a confronting. Biden decided to do a like a behind the scene diplomacy, and that that worked because we came back. So so that, that was exactly our, yeah. Our, you, you come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an amazing, inspiring story as well. Because I checked after we had spoken, I had checked on the on some of your articles, and it was amazing to see the big, massive. Um, I forget what do they call them, the big pictures. Ah, uh, there's a lot more murals. Murals, murals, murals. Yeah, so I've seen all those, and it looked so good. You look <laughs> so happy in them as well. Um, and to, and just to see, just to see that you was finally out. It was just an amazing. Bit of, if anyone wants to listen, obviously anyone listening, go and check it out. Uh, type in Jose's name and you will see quite a long list of articles coming up. Um, I think even one of them was ABC News, wasn't it? It made it to... This Thanksgiving, I did ABC and Telemundo and I had a schedule NBC too because that today, I, because I became really vocal with the hostage situation worldwide, so and 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 here in the U.S. and I, I'm I'm really collaborating with uh, all the foundations that work in that area here in the U.S. and, and uh, so the the press they have been interviewing me because they want to know my 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 my, my thoughts my about that what is going in the Middle East as a former hostage they went through a SWAT situation that was that was going in the this day Middle East so I I, I did an interview and ABC during some giving. It was aired in Thanksgiving in prime time, so it was a big deal. And and I and, and Black Friday I did Telemundo, and basically what I've been doing is talking about this situation, because you know when you go through this situation, you can understand what these people are are, are going through. The the guys that maybe yeah. they're they're being hosted and their families, because one of the things that today I understand is that the situation the family goes so that, that i that i've been giving my thoughts regarding to that to that situation awesome it is it's amazing and i think that's your next step as well so you've been since that day obviously you've been doing news interviews as well speaking to people and explaining what it's like to be in those sorts of situations which man better qualified than yourself because you've been through it you've lived it with your uh go six it was all there mm -hmm. together in that such small, small area, confined space. Again, right. you've, you've respected the families there as well because the families also go through all of that hardship with you along the ride. Um, so, yeah, totally get it. So I see at the moment, you, you, last time we spoke, you was writing a book or thinking about doing a book and um, and continuation with, with helping hostage situations. So where are you at now? Is, is anything developed from that? Are you moved on from that? Are you finished your book? Where are we at? Yeah, I, I, I finished my book. My book is, uh, the name is From Hero to Villain, The True Story of the Go Six, because as you said, maybe the, the people that doesn't know we were six ex executives and we worked with a company called 
Cinco Petroleum here in the U.S. Cinco Petroleum here is the six refiner here in the U.S. The, the people that, that are not U.S.-based uh, maybe don't know it, but anybody here in the U.S. knows Cinco because it's more than 6,000 gas stations all over the U.S. Um, so the press, for some reason that I don't understand, they put us Cinco 6 because maybe for them it was more, more easy instead of be naming each of us, they call us, it became like a brand. The Cinco Six. So yeah. that's why my book is called From Hero to Billion, The True Story of the Cinco Six. My book, I I was in I had I'm still in the in the process that the, in pre-order. I have a a publisher called Publicizer. So it's today there. I I'm gonna leave you the link is in pre-order uh stage until this end of this month. And it's gonna be published maybe in January, but it's totally ready. I have it ready in English and in Spanish. So the way I wrote my book, uh, so the people that doesn't know, is that <laughs> during the, the, the time I was there, like in the first year that we were in that situation, we began to be allowed to have some food, uh, uh, prepared food from, from, from the outside. So our family began to provide uh, some food. And and I decided I took the risk because I was having no communication with my family. And I began to smuggle letters inside the, the the you know the cans, and those letters began to be back and forward, back and forward with my wife. And we stayed like three years doing that. And when I came back, my wife has compiled almost one thousand letters. So those letters uh -huh. that she yeah yeah it's a pile of letters. I can show it. I have it there. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a pile of letter. And by the way, I found the first letter. That's why I say I, I'm clear this one year. Hey, guys, just a quick one. Didn't want to stop you listening to that excellent story that's within this podcast right now. But I just wanted to give you a shout out. If you yourself have enjoyed this podcast so far and believe that you have your own story to tell, then why not get in touch with me today? Just reach out by searching Still Worth the Journey. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and any other platform. If you've got a story to tell, share yours with me today. Let's get right back into this week's episode. Because my situation happened in November 2017, and my first letter is dated December 30, 2018. Wow. So it, 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 it was <laughs> December 30, I, I wrote my first letter, because... I was having no communication with my wife, and I said, okay, I'm going to take the risk if this letter goes through, and it went through. It went through, and, 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 and let me tell you something. I, Jermaine, I really, today I'm clear that I was writing those letters because I didn't know if really I was going to make it. Because we yeah. were going through a lot of things. That at some point, I said, okay, I'm going to, write this letter because if I don't make it, at least my wife is going to have the letters. But I made it. Unfortunately, I made it. And the letters were there. And that's the way I wrote my book. My book is based on those letters. But the way I, I, I wrote it, because when I begin to go back with the editor, and, and, and I sit down with my wife. She was kind of my editor. You know? So yeah. when I sit down with her and we went to see all the process, I, I really understood that we went through a, a process, a process that, that being hopeless and developing more hope. And at the end, you were like in a boost of hope. So this is the way I try to transcend my, my, my message to the people that that 
what I call the legacy. The legacy means that if the, the person that when they finish the book and they close it, they say, wow, if this guy went through all this stuff and he's here, wow, you, I can make it. I tell all these people, if I could make it, that's you inspirational. So that's why. It's inspirational, that's why, yeah. That's why, uh, because uh, I, 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 as I've been helping all these hostage families, I've been connecting with them, talking with their families and where the sibling, the relative, and, and they they always are chatting with me, you know. So I, I found that really my story was giving them some kind of inspiration. I said, well, but this is something that I can it can be more transcendent. So, so what I did is because I came from this. Uh, uh, 35 years experience dealing with yeah. leadership, management, doing stuff. I combined those and I created a coaching. I, I'm now being a coaching, helping companies. I created a coaching called Life Pills for the Survival Guide, LPSG. So what I did is really I combined the experience that I had during all my years dealing with uh, uh, multicultural environments and, and I combined a program where I help basically a business owner, managers, CEO of a company to overcome their adversities in their life and in their companies. You know, communication problems, management problems, yeah. leadership problems, basically things that I, I really today understood that they, 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 I went through this, but I had experience. So that's why I decided to share it. So I, I decided to be a coach and I be, I decided to begin to speak also. So today I, I'm doing a lot of speak about this because I found that my story really can inspire others. It not only inspire, it can help others in, in a real practical way. So that 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 so that's what I've been doing during all these months. So mate, what was it? If you just go back a little bit there. So when you were sat down with your with your wife and you're reading, rereading and going through all those memories of those letters. What what does that do to your to your mind? Like you're sat there. Are you in? Are you crying together? Are you holding oh, hands because you can can't believe you. you're out I and you're, you're with your wife? I can tell you, we cried a lot. Not only that, there's a chapter in my book that is called the nightmare in Boleita. Boleita was one of the dungeons where we were. And to tell you the truth, it gives me goosebumps every time I talk because wow. the way he wrote those letters. I got surprised when I went went back. I didn't think that that was me. See, I was suffering so much. I was suffering so much at that moment that when I, my, my wife, you know, when she was putting the, the letters in Word, before I, before, because before I came back, she already had transcripted the letter. That chapter, she skipped it. She said that she can never could read it. So we sit down. And we begin to read it, and we were crying like a babies. Let me tell you, we were crying like a babies. So it was a lot of emotions, a lot of emotion. I can tell you something that happened today. I'm gonna say it today, I, I because today I'm doing every Friday and then working with them. There, there is a group of uh, very senior citizens. Uh, there are businessmen here in Houston that with them, and I'm helping them. I do it every Friday morning. And and after we close, they they always bring a speaker. I, I by that way I was oh, the, the, the keynote speaker in their event. But today yep. came 
a judge for, from, from the Supreme Court was a speaker. Wow. A judge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got like, wow. And that guy, uh, for I came late. When I came late, the, the only chair available was beside the guy. So I sit down with the guy. I didn't know who he was. A very tall guy, by the way. Six, 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 six foot tall. And then the guy introduced to me. He said, hey, you're Mr. Pereira. I know your story. He told me. I know your story. I know. I, I have heard about your story. And so the, he, the guy knew my story. And he ate yeah. his speech. You know, Unbreakable. Have you seen the movie Unbreakable? The guy that was captured in a prisoner of war in World War II by the Japanese. There was a yes. very famous movie. Okay, he did. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember oh. that. Okay, he did a speech on that movie. You know why? Because he met that guy when he was ninety years. He he the guy he told that he he grew up in 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 a family where his granddad that was a uh, World War II survivor who raised him. So he was really connected with so that, with that story. So when he saw that movie, he began to investigate and, and wrote the book and contacted that writer of the book and and, 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 the, and he could connect with the guy, that real guy. The real guy. Mm. So he met him when the guy was 92. It stayed three wow. hours and he, and he, and he recorded the, the, the meeting because he wanted to know how that guy did that. And you know what the, the guy told me? You are a survivor. You are unbreakable. So it, for me, it was like, a, wow, that that a guy that that type of profile tell me that really really touched me. And and let me tell you the the story because he researched about the story about the unbreakable spirit. And this is exactly what today I'm say, I'm telling. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, I say I have CEOs to find their unbreakable spirit. Because I really, truly believe today that the people have an unbreakable spirit, but you have to find it. And the story of that, that guy, yeah. I didn't know the details. He, he told about the details, how the, because this guy was a very famous athlete in, during the 30s. So when the Japanese captured him, they tried to break him because they tried to uh, tell the U.S., Hey, see what we're doing with you guys. That is exactly what happened to us. That was exactly what happened to us. So they tried to broke us, and 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 they couldn't do it. So when I this guy was talking about that story, I saw. I said, "Wow!" This, and let me tell you, I I said I was coming back crying. I called my wife. I was crying. It really touched me. It really touched me because yeah. you said, "Wow!" But the human spirit is I learned that you can do things beyond what you think because you have that connection but 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 you never are thinking on that but it's there what you have to do is yeah make it pop up yeah so that's yeah, you gotta that's make a story sure you that, that happened today that happened this morning that's amazing as well to sit near him as well and he tell you about obviously that he's spoken to the guy from Unbreakable and that he recognizes you, your story. He, that, I can that, tell that you, I got, I got you know. surprised. We were like 60 guys 
in that room, yeah. very elder guys, businessmen, they have a, a long life lived. And that guy telling me, this guy that I had here is an example. And, and I got surprised. That guy knew my story. He, 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 he knew nice. My story. It's humbling. Yeah, It's humbling course. to know that, that your story is so impactful. It is worth talking about. It is worth writing the book because people like him obviously know about you. We know about you in the UK now, you know. You're on the news, mate. You, you've gone through loads of stuff. Like I say, there's a there's a lot of people out there that perhaps wouldn't have got through quite as headstrong and come out the other end with a motivation to to educate others and help business owners to stop this kind of thing happening, or at least to help other people going through it. So for me, you've done an amazing thing there by by you've lived it. Who better to speak about something than somebody that's done it, been there, got the got the t-shirt? Well, you know, that's what they're talking about. Uh, today I'm connected because in, I was invited. As I said, I'm, I'm collaborating with several foundations here in the U.S. I, I did uh, last Tuesday there here in the U.S. Ah, sorry. Uh, it, we can't accept. Ah, okay, no, there was a there, there was a like a glitch. There was oh, like okay. a glitch. yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, let me let me tell you. Um, as I said. I'm now very connected with several foundations that work with the hotel community here in the U.S. So this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, here in the U.S. is an event, a big event. It's called a Tuesday Giving. That That is normally after the Thanksgiving, all the institutions that do advocacy for any type of advocacy do a big fundraising. So they ask, ask me to help them. So I assisted, I and my wife assisted to an event called uh, Tuesday Giving with an organization called Hotel USA. And uh, I have been also uh, helping writing articles and, and, and this type of thing with another of the organization called James Foley Legacy Foundation. And there is another foundation called Hosted Aid Worldwide that they take care of the hosted all over the world. They did in September a big forum uh, during the UN. I was invited. I was part of the panel. If you go to my profile, you will see it. Well, in that panel was was the the husband of this lady that I, we talked the other day that from UK, the Nasanin Sagali Rakhine, that she was a hosted there in UK, and her husband, his name is Richard Rakhine. He was in that forum. It was, it was a lady also that she was a hostess in Australia. So so what it's saying that for some reason, when you go through this situation, you begin to connect the people that have been gone through this situation too. Because, you know, yeah. the, the, the pattern is the same. You know, you, you can understand them, they can understand you. And, 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 and it's wonderful, these people, they are doing things like I'm trying to do. That, you know, spread a message, give message of hope raise awareness. So so those guys are doing the same there. Yeah. Do you guys ever meet up other than these forums? Do you ever get like meet up at, at different places for like conferences and speak to each other about different tactics and what they do, what they try and what works and Correct. what doesn't work? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe you're still sat here. Yeah. Like just, you know, you're just getting on with life and that. You just, you know what I mean? And, and going to all these different things yeah. and trying to still push that message. So it shows great human 
strength and resilience within yourself just to keep doing that. Well, well that, that, I don't know that's anyone why that could have I decided it. today. Hard. Today, my coaching program, I decided to convert in a leadership and resilience coach because I found that these two things, the leadership and the resilience, if you put it together, wow, it's powerful. It's really powerful. Let me tell you, I got connected with, a, with yeah. on this connection that today I'm doing with a lady that she lives in Mexico City. She's a top neuroscientific in Mexico. And, and she uh, was, by the way, we're going to do an audio room very soon in LinkedIn. Well, um, she was explaining me about the studies that she has been doing through the plasticity of the brain. You know, how you can retrain your brain. And, and, and something told me that blew my mind. Hear this. You have like 86 billion of ne neurons here in your brains, okay? And there's like 400 miles of connection inside your brain. And you use only like 20,000 neurons. So you only are using like 0, 0, 0.00 something of the neurons. Can you imagine if you can tap part of these neurons in, 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 in instead of using them, you grow it like 40,000, 60,000. It's a small yeah. piece. It would put you in a situation tremendous. So she was telling me, see, hear this, the first time I hear this, that sometimes, because you, your brain can process everything, so that you have the perception based on your brain. So when you perceive the thing, the thing that you don't believe, you, you don't see it, so that it goes to your inconscience. So the way that you can tap and bring it back to your conscience is what becomes your intuition when you can see things because you have it there, there. So, so really today understand that, 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 that the brain is something powerful. So when you put together that those techniques becoming resilience and be with a leadership, my friend, that is so powerful. So any business owner, whatever, it, it can blow your mind and you can do things really great. So. For a business owner, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it keeps them in Yeah, I'd like to have that that under my sleeve, to be fair. Like, because they do say, I've heard it before, where they say that you can only use 10% of your brain or something like that. And like the other 90% you it's don't a, it's do. A it's, small, like, it's a very small piece. How do we piece. unlock it? It's a very how do we unlock that brain so we can all become geniuses overnight kind of thing? <laughs> and work on equations quite yeah, easily well, and settle lady, wars quite easily lady, as well. Yeah. You know, this lady that I met, she was explaining me that you can unlock it in some way that you can, you can uh, even read a book in hours and, and, and have a 95% of the, of the book in your brain that you remember everything. So, so really, you, the brain can be something that can be wow, beyond. I don't know if you saw, there is a movie called Lucy that talks about that. The how that the, the human being can be processing his brain and becoming like supernatural, you know. Right. Amazing. Well, it's the biggest hard drive, isn't it? Because it's never ending. You can just keep filling it and filling it and filling it with educational purposes, and it never seems to <laughs> get full. <laughs> it can be, yes, limited. Yeah, yes. Oh, it's amazing. So, um, what's your next step? 
what 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 you've been up to what, what what's next on on jose's agenda so to speak well as i okay my, my, i'm building this coaching program i'm i'm building my clients i'm i'm uh, i'm doing speech i would really want to do more speech because i have found that every time i have been doing a speech uh you know resonate to a lot of people you know? And in my book, the, once it go out, uh, I'm going to begin to promote it, of course, during the, those speeches that I'm going to be doing. So the, the three things are going to be combined. Yeah. The, the three things, the, the coaching, the, the speeching, and the book, the three things, it's going to be a package. Like a package where, where, where I can speak, promote my book, and, and, at the, and the people that want, I, I can then coach them. I'm trying to do more one-ones more one-on-one because yeah. I found that it's more useful doing the one-on-ones. And, and of course, I continue with my advocacy with the hotel community. That's part of my passion. So these are basically my four things. Well, so, so does that mean that there's going to be book signings on the way then at certain malls and you're going to be sat there waiting for people to, to purchase the book and do some signings as well, I'll take it. Is that going to be on there? Yeah, they're going, they're, they're going to be a, a, a book tour. By the way, I, I I forgot to mention it here that because as I said when we wrote there was like one thousand letters but but not only that because I I I learned because I have been going through this healing process okay and part of that my healing process I have a therapist that I I, I talk with her every week okay so yeah. this therapist now we are. It's not a therapy. We we are now friends, you know. We became friends. It's, it's really, but it's healing. It's healing. But she has done something re- really remarkable, that she has gone back to my past, to see things in my past, that yeah. really now I really understood why situations that I lived in my past were part of that. Why I could handle my hostage situation. And I was yeah. not aware of it. I really was not aware of that. And the other thing that I, that, 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 that I learned, because this has been a learning process, I come from a long uh, career in the oil and gas, but not only me, my father and my grandfather. Them, around 100 years of story there. So long story short, that I have so much thing to say when I began to write, I, I, I wrote like a book of 400 pages. It was too big. It was too big. So the, the publisher <laughs> said, hey, Jose, you have to divide this. Tell first your story, what the, your survivor story, and then tell your personal story and tell the other story. So the way I decided I'm going to do is a trilogy. It's going to be kind of a, it's gonna be yeah. a trilogy. So I already had the three books. So I'm going to put one book out there. Maybe next year, the, 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 but I already had that trilogy. I already had it. I wrote it. I was writing like a crazy. Yeah, and, it's good to, it's and, good to have that goal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good to have that goal and to, to do something positive out of that negative situation, turn it into a positive, seeing your therapist as well, to see your underlying reasons why you could survive. Because I've always said that if you've had a pretty rough upbringing, you tend to be harder on the outside, you can look after yourself in certain situations because you've not been mollycoddled. You, you understand that the grit like myself, I've gone through the mill and back so I can, I'm streetwise. I can understand who to trust, who not to trust, who to, who to approach, who not to approach. 
you know so i've got that you can't teach that you can't teach anybody gut feeling yeah. you've yeah. either got it or you don't you know what i mean yeah. and if you've yeah. been brought up in a in a place yeah. that's hostile you're always going to be checking over your shoulder making sure you've got food right where, where do i need to get my food from <laughs> kind of thing so so it does it gets you out of sticky situations because some people perhaps like i said to you that i know some people that couldn't have have lasted going through what you went through I think they would have just quit, yeah, it, it, quit on life. You know something, you know something, Jermaine, they, that I really today understand that uh, maybe people are stuck in a situation. And when I, what I'm going to say can resonate to anybody because who doesn't have problems in their life? Everybody has problems. We all do. Some. Yeah. Everybody. I think it's the way you decided to overcome it. It's something related to the positive mindset. If you don't have the positive mindset, you you would not not gonna make it. So to, that's what today is strongly recommended on the person. You can be going to adversity in your life, but either way, you decided to overcome it. Is is only you? It's, it's a personal decision. It's in you. It's in you. Yeah. So I do say that. Yeah, I say that quite a lot on air. It's only you to answer to yourself. Of course, yeah. you have you have to be surrounded right. so with. How's the other guys? You know, uh, they're, that, no, they're doing great. Yeah, they're doing great. We 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 have been. We saw us in Washington in event that we went. We saw us in this forum in New York. We saw us when we. You know the mural that you saw with our faces. We unveiled another mural here in Houston on July fourth. We yeah. saw there. So we have seen like three times during this past year. Uh, and with some of them, I talk by phone, but everybody is in different healing process, you know? So I decided to, yeah. to, to go vocal on this. Or, or some of them decided to be very quiet. Some of them were really, really quiet. And, you know, it's, it's a matter that everybody's handling. But let me tell you one thing that I today, I recognize publicly that, that six of us handled this remarkable. The, the six of us did it great. And, and 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 for me today, understanding that we went through this situation together in so tiny place with all this hostile situation. And not that we only survived it, that we could manage that we 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 managed. You know, you can have problems living in the same house with your brother. <laughs> So, so surviving yeah. this and, and not going with, um, with, with, with any, it was, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So we did it great. All of us did it great. Yeah. I imagine you're going to be brothers for the rest of your lives as well. From like I say to, to people who listen to the first episode, such a tiny confined space as well together, working as a team, um, making sure the chores were done, the, the toilets were clean, ready for your hygiene and stuff like that. And and not only that, to get on without fighting or hurting each other in that situation. So brothers for life, I'd imagine, <laughs> you know, got family remember, for life there with those I, guys. I remember that we did a, a, a plan so tight. And, and one of the, the guys, I, I always joke with him because uh, he was like the plan keeper. And that guy was so, so serious what, what he's doing that, you know, we had a plan and everybody had to follow the plan. He was like in top of that, but it worked. 
it worked because keep us, you know, doing things in a very constant exactly, way. Yeah. And, and it worked. It worked really. Well, it's that thing that you. It's that thing that you're teaching right now. It's leadership. And that's what he done. He took leadership over the situation. You've all got your roles to play. Because if there wasn't a leader, it would be too many people trying to be a manager. And it doesn't work. I see this a lot in businesses. When you've got too many managers all dipping in, dipping in. Like if I was to tell you to invite, uh, invent a new bicycle and you then gone and told a boardroom of 12 people to design a bicycle. You're going to come back with 12 different bicycles, but not your vision. The vision you wanted was this bicycle. Um, and yet they've all come back. And that's why you need that leadership to say, no, this is the product. Go and do that. Yeah. So if you have too many managers there, it gets messy, doesn't it? So you need that one person to take leadership to, to get people where they need to be about this and leadership and, and something that really, really... It, it... Right, guys, we're all back and running. Connections, internets, you know what it's like in this day and age. But me and Jose was, was quite deep in there to, to leadership and he was explaining the room that he was in with his guys. One of them took leadership. Jose, ca carry on with that story then. So you're all in there and that, that one guy, what, what kind of leadership skills was he doing? What was he telling you guys to do? Well, you you know was was because we we gathered together and we created a whole plan to survive because we, can you imagine being a, 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 a living in a closet during years so you had to manage how to live it there so we, we had a, a a tiny table a tiny restroom and and three bunk beds that's all so so in that confined and and there was no window nothing so so in that confined space. We created a plan to survive. So we had a plan to, to eat, to clean, to exercise, to sanitize, to to try to have some distraction, to read, to write, to pray, to read the Bible. We did a whole day plan and, and, and to take the wash. By the way, we didn't have running water. So it was with a, Ooh. with a, you know, the, the, because one of my two guys, they were, um, uh, plant engineers. So they yep. did the calculation how much water a human being can consume. So they, they created that we can have like uh, three gallons per person per day. So we had the, the, uh, these gallons of water that we, we had like a, like a tank of water. So we, we put in the, the, the gallons. So everybody has three gallons. With yep. three gallons, you had to do everything. You everything, Wash, everything. clean, Clean, Each drink you know, your things, uh, <laughs> and, and wash everything with three gallons. If somebody for some reason wasted more than three gallons, that came the, the plant keeper. Hey, stick to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it was funny because nobody complained, nobody complained. Everybody knew that we need to stick to the plan because yeah. it was a matter of, of making that livable. And we, for example, we had a, a rule that lights get turned on at I, I don't know it was like eight or nine in the in the morning, and, yeah. and it was turned off like ten, eleven after the Bible reading and the prayer. Silent. If you had we had some radios in the small device with with uh, earplugs, 
No yeah. noise, no noise. So the, the room was always quiet. And if the people were resting, it was quiet. So this was really something to respect in the other. And yeah. it worked. It worked. And it is part of the leadership because, uh, you know, you explain, because that, that is what a real leader does. Not only get a plan, but explain to people why the plan has to be done. Everybody will understand. And and, yeah. and, the other, and the other thing is having the empathy, because really, we, we, we all of us were really empathic. If somebody we saw that was down, immediately everybody was pushing them to lift them, you know. So the, yeah. the, when you do all these things in your life and we did it there, well, today I, I talk about it. I talk about it. The, the thing that the true leader has to do, be empathic, be, be a communicator, uh, be a visionary, uh, rowing in the same direction, uh, uh, taking care of the others, all these things that, that, that we did there today. Yeah. I, and, I, and by the way, I, I, I use it in my previous life, working in the corporate world. Uh, so I combine it. And today, this is the thing I, 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 I teach, basically. So... In that in that moment, then, how do you guys all come together to decide who's going to be leader? Are you looking for certain strengths and attributes in these characters, or yeah, how, yeah, how does you know, it do it? So well, there's no argument. You know, at some point, at some point, uh, was the, the person that really had the, the skills to be a, a like an integrator. And yeah. and to and to tell the truth, what, what, one of these guys, the guy that was the, the, the who did the, the this uh, the plan keeper, he he had some characteristic. He was really humble, a really humble guy. So and 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 this is something else that I always talk about. And, and now in my leadership training, that the leader has to be human being at the end. You know, you connect with the people when you are simple human being. Yeah. The, the, those great. If you see, if you revise that the great business leader are those guys that connect with the people, connect with the people. They 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 they, they become great. That when you make that connection with the people, being human being, basically. Yeah, understanding their language as well and what they're and going through. This is part of the empathy, understanding the language. That is part of yeah. the empathy. Because you do see in the in the world, there's a lot of leaders that do not connect with the people. And then they wonder why they're thrown out of politics or whatever it is, or communities Correct. or businesses. So it's always best to to go with the flow with people rather than go against the grain. Correct. It's always better to listen, understand. Like you said previously as well, we don't, there's not one person that knows everything. We need a team of selected people because he might know A, he might know B, I might know C, and together we know it all to get it done together as a team as a unity so and that's what that's what make a great leader because when you make that connection when you when you put everybody because let me tell you if, if you if you're a guy that you're in anybody that can be hearing this you're a guy that you are in a company and then you have a, a your leader that is a guy that connect with you take care of you is you know uh they always trying to that you understand the decision he's making. They may uh, inspiring you. Do do you want to go from that place or you want to stay? You would yeah. like to stay so that so the retention factor will increase. Not only the retention, the caption because who doesn't work with a company that have that, that, those characteristics? 
So, so at the end, it it, it act in the favor of the leader because the, the company is going to grow. And the other that, thing yeah. is that when you when you have the employees with with this uh, sense of belonging, they they will all, always give you an extra mile. They will. So, they'll be loyal. They will be loyal. Not only be loyal, they they will be on top of everything. So in this changing world that we're talking about, that change management, all this stuff, well, yeah. you're gonna have people that are gonna be ahead. So it's a win-win situation. It's a, no, go, I, see, I see that. Hundred percent. Because you, you do see a lot of it in, in smaller businesses, the the smaller business um, mind space or whatever. They've got a revolving door of workers because they can't hold retention down. They speak to the staff like rubbish and they don't realize that without that staff, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. Um, you're supposed to be a, you're supposed to be a link. Supposed to be a link all the way through from top management all the way down to the tiniest little guy. Yeah. Because if you keep that tiny guy happy, he's going to do 25 years with your loyal. If he makes a mistake, he's going to tell you because he doesn't feel threatened by his job. He's going to get re-educated in that area or given support and aid around the mistake he's made so he doesn't do it again. But so many companies are so, I can replace you next week. You know, that scaremongership. And yeah, that's bad leadership. Because you're scaring the people belief you, so it then becomes a dictatorship rather than a company that you're working for. Because, so, because yeah. they, they, that is a manager, but it's not a leader. Not a manager leader. Manager can be anybody. Manager can be anybody, but not a lot a of managers leader. can't manage. If you've noticed, a lot of managers actually crumble under stress and like. But it's like but you just delegate the work. But before delegating the work, why don't you teach the person on what they need to do? How are they going to project that and and work on that project? Well, person you're delegating to take team leader he's then going to give an inspirational speech to his guys and it all works because you're patting each other on the back but if you just shout in abuse across an office at staff it's not going to work it's going to get people's backs up and they're going to work against you and the first person to leave a company is a manager because clearly it's going wrong <laughs> so like you be, said be, connect be, be, with be, people because that 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 sometimes the manager think that if they if they are a dictator and they and they you know I have the reason I have the power and you do what I want uh, maybe the people can stay because they need the money but in the first moment they're gonna leave yeah and that, and they're not gonna recognize that guy and they're not gonna do the things correctly so it's it's a, it's a it's a bad decision going that way. And let me tell you something. And now that I'm I'm coaching this and I've been going to work with these people, and sometimes you, you have a, a, a great person in, in, in you know, but he's going through problems, you know, personal yeah. problems. If you're a good leader and you understand that, well, you you you, you can be an empathic guy and then come back. This is going to be a loyal employee. Yep. This is going to become yep. a loyal employee. See, this is where I'm at now. I've worked for many people, and it's always been a micromanagement sort of way of working. No one ever takes control of the reins. No one ever takes responsibilities. If they've made a mistake, they slopey shoulders, we call it, where it's, you know, shit slides downhill to the next person below rather than taking responsibility. Look, I messed up. Whereas now I work for a company that actually are helpful, they're supportive. They brought me this PC that I'm on now. 
because what what I'm doing for my podcast are helping me. If I ever need to speak to the manager, I actually I can speak to the owner of my company that I work for. How many people can say that that they can speak to the actual owner, the CEO of their company? They can speak to without any regret, without being scared about it. I have a chat with them that, quite that's a great. lot about things. I let them know how how the work's going because I'm just a truck driver, you know. A lot of people in trucks might think, oh, we're nothing. We're just truck drivers. But the thing is with my company, they understand that without the truck drivers, the warehouse is empty, the stores are empty, and then no one gets any food. So respect your truck. And for me as a truck driver, I respect the forklift guy and I respect the warehouse because without those guys, my truck isn't loaded. So I think as long as you can respect people in their roles, you get a lot further. So it speaks volumes what you're saying here today about the great leadership. You need that link. You need that. The minute that link breaks, you've got a problem. Yeah. So, and, and another thing important in a leader is they have to help the, their team to grow. What, yeah. what you're saying. Uh, you know, and there, there are many ways, but because you can be a, a small company, you know, doesn't have to too much too much budget but there are ways to grow you know you, you can be, be, be put a, um, a temporary position doing a super supervisor position you know small seminar whatever but the people see that you're taking care of them and let me tell you that there are studies that if you're in a company that maybe it's a great company but it's a second tier in the salary because budget things and you have another company that maybe is the first tier but doesn't yeah. care of the employee doesn't care yeah that, that people are going to stay with the, the first one no it, i'd rather it, i'd rather be a name than a number uh, in a yes. company i don't yes. want to be just a number i want to be a name and that's why i like where i work now you know the, yeah. the guys i'm with now they put me through my truck license they know me by first name if i ever yeah. feeling down or whatever they're straight there they, they speak to me on a level they understand you know they'll, they'll say no, let's not speak about work how are you feeling Jermaine what's going on with your life how are you feeling and I love that because they're making a connection and if you've got time for me well then I've got time for you guys as well whereas a lot of companies I've worked for before it's very one-sided situation it's it's our rules not yours do you want pay in do what we say and it's like yeah I've got no respect for you guys and see ya. There's my resignation. I can't be asked to work for people you like that. Respect that guy. You will never respect it. So, well, mm. so today, uh, 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 well, this is a great conversation because that is exactly what I'm trying to, uh, uh, every time I'm, I'm called, the, the, you know, the, 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 the person that called me to understand. And, and not, it's not only because I went through this situation, is because I came with that uh, background. So I, I said, hey, I came with this background, but I went through this situation, and I decided to combine the two things. And today, really, I believe that if you want to be a great leader, what you have to do is what I'm talking today. Because the other, this is the other thing. that Maybe you say, no, but I don't have leadership skills. You can be trained. Yeah. You Trained. This is the other thing. You can be trained. Remember, we were begin this conversation about the plasticity of the brain. You yep. can be trained. But as I said, it's up to you. Everything in the life is up to you. 
It's a personal decision. The way you decide, if you really want to go there, you're going to go there. It's yeah. a personal decision. I'm just trying to understand that side of life that can be done, but you've got to be open to listen to suggestion. You've got to be willing to listen to other people's outputs as well and take it on board. And, and no, like you said, and I'll keep repeating that, we don't know everything on our own. That's why we're humans. That's why we work together and things work out. You can see it. I mean, we're watching I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here at the moment, over here in the UK. It's over in Australia. And you've got all these celebrities. You had Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney Spears' sister in there. And you can see all these different personalities. And some of them are clashing. And it's because of what you're saying. There's a break in the chain. Because they're not. there's some people not respecting or, or willing to understand another person's point of view. They're not, they don't want to really listen to that point of view. But if they did listen, it will be a whole lot better experience for all of them in the camp. So they can all survive a lot better, make it easier days. But there's, there is some quite strong conflict within that camp just because of different personalities, personalities clashing. So communication is key. It's understanding each other as well. Communication is everything because because uh, and the communication it had to be both ways because sometimes this is another mistake. The leader is always he is speaking, he is talking. But what about the feedback? What about what what what, what comes from there? And it's not hearing, it's not listening, it's hearing, hearing. Okay. So um, Communication is, is so important because you, you tie the communication with the empathy. And sometimes a leader has to take strong decision because, you know, things in life happen. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you have to close a branch or or cut the budget, re, re, release people. Sometimes that thing happens. But if you, as a leader, you explain the person's, the situation, what's going on, the, the person will take it different. It's a matter of being a good communicator. By the way, the great leaders normally are great speakers today. You know, the big big businessmen today are great speakers. You know? Yeah. yeah. I like you say, and letting somebody go as well. If you do, unfortunately, come to that, that moment where you have got to let an employee go or something like that, you've got to be good at communicating that as well because – What's going on in their background? Are they struggling financially? Have they got a sick child at home and now they're going to hear this news? How do you get that across to say, look, we're going to have to let you go. But the best way I find is, is let them know, look, this is where you've, we've failed or we're failing as a business in this area. We can no longer afford to keep you on or you've made a mistake. We have given you retraining four or five times. It doesn't seem to be getting any, any better. Maybe... What I've said before is, is, was it, there was a famous guy, he said, if you were to tell a fish, he's stupid because he can't climb a tree. So in other words, it's like, if, you've, if you're in the wrong job, don't, don't feel stupid because you can't do it. Perhaps it wasn't the right job for you in the first place. Correct. You'll be better fitted somewhere else. Correct. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of this in the UK where... Years ago, I was a manager. I was a customer service manager just before I moved to America. That's what I did. I was a customer service manager at nights. And underneath me were graduates 
the guys underneath me were, had degrees. I ain't got a degree. So these guys were more clever than me in a certain field. So they did scientific, it's working for the police, basically going in for it, scientific forensic. So they would go around, do all that. They had degrees. And I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought totally. What was I going to say? You were talking uh, about that they, they, they had more um, more skills, were more prepared than you. Yeah, it's all right. It's ADHD that, that, that brain. Uh, my brain goes all up and down with the ADHD. <laughs> but but no, I, I, I can't remember what I was trying to say, but what I mean is there's some... Right, yeah, there we go. So, so say these guys are scientific forensics, but on there they may have had like a degree in maths, but then they're working answering a phone. So if I'm the manager looking at the CV, why am I putting them in a call center to answer phones when I could use them on the payroll? They know numbers. Let's put you there. And it's the old thing of 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 of, of square rolls and round pegs kind of thing. Let's put the let's look at the CVs instead of trying to fill seats because we need to fill a call center up. Let's look at these CVs and see where they are skill based, and then place them somewhere else in the company because then they're going to feel like they're doing a good job because they understand the work that's given to them. And it's going to make them better in their own head. They're going to walk away thinking, oh, I'm happy with this. You, you're rather making than being put in some uh, uh, when, when, when I was in my corporate world, I remember I was working in a, there was a big refinery we were building. You know, it was, was in the process. It was a million dollar, billion dollars refinery. And I was working there. By that time, I, 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 I was the finance manager. Okay. So, yep. so, uh, so, uh, I, I rem remember one day I was going, I, I had a company car. So I was driving from the company car through the, all the complex. And, and when I was going to the, to the gate, one of the security guards, he, he stopped me and he told me to, you know, lo lower the, the window. And I lowered the window and the guy came to me and he said, hey, Mr. Pereira, said, uh, can you give me five minutes to talk with you? Say yeah, no problem. Talk. Then he said, "You know, you know that guy that you see there it was a, a guard that was there. He he already graduated in finance. He's a finance guy. Graduated. Oh yeah, oh great. And what and what he's doing there? Well, you know, it's the only job he has. Tell him to come here. So that that guy came came and and he he introduced to me, and he said, no no I I I have time working here as a guard, but I would begin to study in the night and now in graduate. So I wanted to know if I can have an opportunity. I remember I told the guy, what are you doing taking so much sun outside here? Come come on to work with me. That guy became one of my best workers. You know? That's what I'm saying. One of my best workers. <laughs> one of my best workers ever. Ever. You know? You see, that's what I'm saying. There's a there's a breakdown in interviews. I think, oh, was it, you know, we're interviewing for a car mechanic. Guy comes up, can I do the job? Let's have a look at your CV. What's that? He knows how to do. I'll tell you what, mate, we'll give you a job, but not as a mechanic. You're much better suited upstairs. Mm -hmm. Put the right people in the right slots because Correct. there's a lot of companies that are quick to just say we need to fill seat, 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 and then they wonder why it's failed. Well, you've got the wrong person there. They're much better performing in that area there. 
They're not a number. They're a person that's got education behind them. So why not put them where they need to be? You won't put a gerbil in a horse race. You use a horse to do the race. <laughs> <laughs> you see where I'm coming from? But there's so, I, I think it's laziness within management that it's very lazy rather than. That's, that's why, that's why a, a good manager, a good leader can visualize that. That is part of yeah. that leadership, have that vision. Be a leader, again, a manager can be anybody, but a good leader, not everybody's a good leader. Yeah. So, so is that. Is that... Is that what you're doing now, then? So you're going around to all these companies and you're, yes. are you are teaching select guys in companies to be a good leader or? Be a good leader, uh, enhance their communication skills. Uh, I, I talk with their employees and see if they're having issues. Uh, we plan, we organize sometimes some team buildings for them. I go and give them speech, you know, yeah. try to evade. So this is like a package that, that we do. But, but basically, uh, I begin doing one-on-one with the manager, depending on, 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 we begin to dip down, and that's the way I'm doing today, yeah. How's that going? Are you getting any good responses? It's going, as I said, it, it, it's in progress, but as I said, I have this uh, group that I'm, I'm coaching every Friday. It's, it's a large group. It's a large group. It's very interesting, because they are yeah. older than me, by the way. I'm, I'm like it? a... Yeah, I'm like a, a young guy teaching these guys. So it's, it's great. That's great, though. That, yeah, yeah. Look, we're never too old to learn new tricks, are we? We can always learn new tricks. That's what we're, you know, we can evolve and adapt. Be- because this is the other thing. If you're a leader, you need a mentor. You need somebody there. Because you, you, you don't know everything. I, no. I, I came with a really, really, I, 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 in my corporate world, I, I really did a lot of, uh, you know, uh, leadership things because I always was involved in international projects, these type of things. And when I came back, I said, hey, Jose, you have all this experience. Put it there. And that's what I did. Yeah. Have you ever come across anybody that doesn't want to be told, that thinks they know it all, um, all they can't will, be trained? Yeah, yeah. Always you will find this type of person. Yeah. What, what's your but, way of... I was going to say, what have you got a secret way of, of um, basically... Showing them to the to the group and just say, look, mate, kind of. Is there a way of making them realize that look, well, you can well, learn? Always will find people that don't doesn't want to get help. You know, yeah. good luck. Good luck. Just good. like life, yes, yeah. like life. <laughs> <laughs> I know it all. I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See you in ten years. See where you are. Yeah. 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 Have, you, have you ever used that saying, "The bigger picture"? Yeah, the bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one word that really grinds my gears. <laughs> Don't like that word. Yes, that's yeah. it. It's for True. the bigger picture. It's like, what bigger picture? <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> well, so, so yeah. So and now thinking, you know, this has been a journey for me. This has been a mm. journey because, as I said, I have 13 months I came back. I, I, I When I realized, I begin to... It has been like an evolving thing. If you talk with me one year ago, I didn't know what, I, no clue what to do with my life, you know. But now I'm more and more focused on this. And and like I said, one of the things that I, I, I want to emphasize more also is the speaking. I'm waiting that the book go out because I'm going to do the, the book tour yeah. and there's going to be opportunity there. 
That would be amazing as well for you to go around, tell your story to the rest of the rest of America. I mean, you come in, are you doing a world tour if it gets big enough, if the book goes well? You think it, about how far it goes, you know. I, I hope it goes great. You know? I do as well. I'd love to meet you. I'd, lo- I'd love to meet you and get a picture with yourself as well because um, you're a really nice guy and for what you've gone through to be sat here now, still smiling, going around. Instead of, instead of not doing anything about it, you're going around giving speeches. You're helping other people learn to be leadership and resilience to become better leaders in, in, in their companies, which, let's face it, it does great for companies to have a great leader. Someone, have, have somebody in that space that can push the company forward, make more profit, rather than having a negative space where nobody really wants to be. And and obviously with the hostages as well that you have, how's that going? What what's what sort of things are you doing with that? Is that more with the councils or? I, I'm I'm really giving is a, a support through the hostage community, and 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 I'm I'm doing direct support to some families. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm connected. I'm not gonna main name him here because of course it's confidential. But I have like two or three families that 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 we do call with them. We advise them. Uh, it, 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 it's really hard. I can tell you. Sometimes you get drained. Yeah, <laughs> it's really really hard. Really well, hard. Seeing other people suffer, isn't it? It's hard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really difficult. But you know, it's it's a way that I found that it really. If I can help them, by the way, doing this, I I found that maybe my next book in the future is going to talk about that, how yeah. how to deal with this situation, because I found that when when somebody goes through the this, they don't know no clue what to do, no clue, no clue, and one of the things that also is affecting is the the cultural difference. Because typically when this situation happens to you, it's in a foreign country. And maybe it's a country that has another culture. So, yeah. for example, I have a guy that he's recently kept in Venezuela. And I'm Venezuelan born. I know the culture. So when yeah. I talk with them about how they have to do and things, sometimes they know, but why is things are doing that way? Say, because this is Venezuela. It's the way it works. You know, yeah. so... So understanding that the cultural difference is difficult. No, not everybody does. So I try to explain that to them because because this is something that I come also from my past experience. When I was in the corporate world, I worked with other cultures a lot. A lot of I worked with Japanese, Chinese, German, British, Americans, Italian. A lot of cultures, and you really need begin to understand that cultural difference. This is something yeah. that. It has to understand the cultural difference, religious difference. But it is. It helps with the communication as well. When you when you can speak yeah. to them in their in their sort of ways, they understand you a lot better as well. When you can I, build so more trust with them as well. Sometimes I have to speak strong to them. Say, mm. hey, the situation is this. What's going to happen is going to be this, 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 this. If you don't like it, I don't care. But the, so I, sometimes I have to be strong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. There is one question on my mind for you. Have you been approached by any filmmakers about this? Because I think this will make an epic movie of um, resilient survival and, and what you've gone through. Because, you know, if you've got the book now, I imagine there's a lot of movie makers that could look at that book and could perhaps write a script and, and get this up online 
And for my part B question, if it did go to the Hollywood or wherever, who would you like to play you? Who would, <laughs> who would be your character? <laughs> that is a funny question, you know. Um, uh, yes, no, I have a friend. No, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a friend. He's a Canadian producer. He's working with me several months. We have working together. You know, this has been also an evolving situation because when he began to, to he has the project already. Yeah. And we, we we should we have some time shooting to begin to do a documentary. He was he began to pitch. By the way, the 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 main producer is a UK based company. I'm not gonna name it because yeah, yeah no, you don't want to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but but you know they have having issue with the streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, all these streaming services, because they always saw this case too politic. You know, we're talking about the Trump administration. Yeah, but people are going to watch that. Yeah, but remember, there's a process. But now that the Middle East situation is going on, yeah. uh, he contacted me yesterday. I'm going to have a call next week. He has tell me that. Jose, I'm getting frustrated because the people see things to politics. And no, this is something that human nature is that is that humanity is that you know. But you know, people always tend to to go that direction. But he's pushing it. He's pushing it. And we had also a meeting with a and a UK producer. So yeah. somehow maybe it's gonna be a a Hopefully, US, yeah. Canada UK producer, but. Is is evolving. It's evolving, and, and at some point it's gonna go out. Of course, he told me that when the book goes out, it's gonna be help better. So yeah. it's a matter of time. It's a matter oh, of time. Hopefully, and if it can't, make sure the documentary goes out on YouTube so we can all watch it there. Because then no <laughs> streaming service can tell you what to do. Then <laughs> it's your own. <laughs> and who, yeah. who who I want to play the role? Well, yeah, who do you want to play the role? Clue, no clue, no clue. You, you know, know any favorite actors? They, they, it can be anybody, you know. When when there there is a famous case in in Chile, the the guys that were in the mine that who played yeah. the role was Antonio Banderas, and Antonio Banderas doesn't look like, like that guy. So I don't want to see George Clooney playing me. <laughs> see, that's what I was thinking of, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, be amazing though. Honestly, I think I think it's an amazing. Amazing story. Honestly, guys, if you're listening, go back and listen to episode one with Jose and you get to really delve into the stuff we had to do and just look look at his smile look. He's absolutely flying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. Jose. Shall we leave it there? You happy with yeah, that? I think we could record that a lot, yeah. Yeah, and um on your next phase, definitely gonna have to have you back on, I imagine. If you would like to come back on the show, obviously. When I'm going to be in the tour, yeah, I'm going to contact you. Yeah. yeah. And um, like I say, if anyone out there does want to want to see his story, just, just go into Google and you'll see. Just, just put Jose, I can never pronounce your surname, Peria. Peria, Peria. <laughs> Peria, yeah. D- just search that, guys, and you'll see that this guy has done some amazing things to get where he is today. Absolutely amazing and someone to look up to. You're not one of those historical f- figures, you know, from back in the day when you read about these people. Like for me, it was like Nelson Mandela that that managed to go through prison for it, for what it was, um, and then to to stay there and not finally come out and and be who he was. You know, it's powerful. But um, yeah, send it there. Yeah.
<laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me, my friend. No worries. Oh, Jose, do you want to shout anything out? Do you anything you want to promote? So, do you want to promote anything here? Oh, well, I want to promote the, the, the three things that my book, I, I have, a, I'm going to give you the link, is is in Publicizer. I have a link there. The, 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 the way I'm promoting the book is that I had some master classes that I did about leadership and how to begin a business. I'm giving that like a lead manual, like a free gift to, to the people that, that, that uh, go to the book. I'm doing my coaching, of course, and my coaching can be done anywhere. Today, online, you can do it to anybody. So anybody that, that try, I will leave my calendar if somebody wants to have a chat. And the speaking that I'm doing, that, that today you do it physically or also virtual. By the way, I did an event that was in the UK, like one month ago. The, the, wow. I was, it was the, the Personal Development Summit. It was a an event that was a UK basis, and, and I attended that, that, that event. So today, you know, you can be physically or virtually in many, many ways. Many ways. Sorted. All right, guys. That's it for this week. See you all next week. Um, and look forward to seeing you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on Still Worth the Journey. It's been an incredible journey of self-discovery, healing and growth. And I am so grateful for your support. I want to express my sincere gratitude to each and every one of you who has tuned in. Whether you've been here with us since the beginning or just starting your journey with us, your commitment to understanding and improving your mental health is truly inspiring. And I hope that you found our discussions valuable. Remember, our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms so you can revisit your favourite episode or catch up on ones you might have missed. You can also find us over at YouTube by searching Still Worth the Journey. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and ring that notification bell to stay updated with our latest content. For those looking for even more engagement and resources, visit our Facebook page or the Instagram page by searching Still Worth the Journey. There you'll find additional contents and links to support organisations that can help you on your mental health journey. If you did want to go a step further on supporters, we now have a Patreon page The link will be in the show notes. Once again, thank you for being a part of our community and for believing that the journey to better mental health is still worth the journey. We look forward to continuing this exploration with you. Take care, be kind to yourself and remember you are never alone in this. Goodbye for now and until next time, stay strong and keep moving forward.